episode 310, how to get what you want. It's the David Triggs Show. This is the podcast where you can get spiritual power and personal development for everyday life. It's gozo for the whole family, jamba juice for the soul, your daily dose of gozo. Well, again, everybody, and welcome to your daily edition of the Trig Podcast of Joy here, joined by my gozo bell. Let's see how today's coffee of the day is tasting. Let's see here. Oh, man, today's coffee is amazing, I must say. How are you, my dear friend? Welcome to Gozo Street, the daily podcast, your daily dose of gozo. By the way, gozo means joy in Spanish, and it comes out of Psalm 30, verse 6, where it says that there's pain in the night, though there is pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning. And today I want to talk to you about a very important topic. I'm really excited about this one. It's called How to Get What You Want Out of Life. Obviously, all of us have dreams and goals, uh, whether it's a financial dream or maybe it's to meet the man or woman of your dreams. But then obstacles come. You feel like maybe uh, that dream is never going to happen. You're never going to find the perfect job or the right relationship. And yet, I know that God promises that even though there are many trials in this world, that He says, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. In other words, God is with us and he promises to always lead us and to give us the desires of our hearts he is a good father but how do we get what we want out of life i want to give you a few tips and first i want to tell you a story something that happened to me just the other day so i was talking to a good friend and he was we we're talking about just different building projects and different things that we want to accomplish and we maybe spent an hour together at the end of the whole talk he said you know were you just trying to get your way with me? <laughs> I said, well, I mean, I don't want to put it that way, but I definitely wanted to come to an agreement and to have you help me with this project. And and it was a funny moment and he didn't feel manipulated. I don't think so. I hope not. But it got me thinking about some of the principles that I think are important when you want to uh, get what you want in a positive way. So let me just be clear. I'm not, I'm not talking about evil things or things that aren't positive. Obviously, I'm assuming, and I know for most of us, that what we want to accomplish in life are positive things to help other people. And so it got me thinking about kind of what I was doing with my friend and just kind of what my general, I guess, uh, plan of attack or method is when it comes to just compromising or seeking consensus or being a diplomat or, quote, getting your way. So I want to give you four tips. Number one is you have to know your audience. In other words, you have to know the person that is on the other side of the mic, per se. So with my friend, I know that he really is a truth teller. He wants to know right from wrong. He's someone who wants to be right, of course, like all of us. And so when I was talking to him about these projects, I presented them more as a uh right or wrong kind of setup. So it, I wasn't telling him about my plans or about my ideas or even the purpose of things because, as I said, he's more of a right and wrong person. So I approached him more saying, you know, this isn't right. We need to do this because this isn't fair. And so we got talking and, and you know, there's just an energy when it comes to that. There's when, when you have someone across 
across from you that is a justice person, there is a great energy. Now, you have to be careful with that because those conversations can become negative, and so you want to be aware of that. But if you're able to keep things positive, being a right and wrong or having or, or speaking to a justice person in terms of right and wrong is a very effective way to get what you want or to be on the same page with somebody else. Now, I have other people and I struggle with these types more because I'm not sure. Maybe it's uh, I'm not sure. So let me just walk you through this. So there are people obviously in this world that are very analytical, very they're not right and wrong people. They're just kind of the analytics or analytics people. They are the kind of the accountant types, you know, and usually they're money people. And because I am a big picture person, I'm an NINF, all these things that I've mentioned here before, then I, even though I know what I need to do, there's something in me that rebels because I also am a right and wrong person. I'm a value-driven person. So when someone uh, brings out the details of something to challenge me or to challenge my thoughts, and because I didn't probably write out my own details, then I, let's see, I either get aggressive or I withdraw or I don't get my way. Basically, we don't come to an agreement. Now, what I have been doing lately is, just through a lot of learnings, is I've been actually writing down the, let's say, the accounting for a certain project. Or I've been going the extra mile in getting two or three quotes for something that I want to spend money on. Or for example, the other day, we're trying to do this one project at the church. And so I call the city and just ask them for the forms and the details and the information, the data that I need and really the project needs in order to move forward. And just because that isn't my preference, it's actually in my wheelhouse. I enjoy details, but I'm, I don't lead with detail. But because it's that's, that's in there, I don't mind. I don't mind calling the city or whatever, the airline, let's say when my mom's traveling. I don't like to do these things, but they are in me. I know how to get the information. Here's why that's important is because once you get the information written down, then you can go and present that information to the other person and, quote, get your way because the obstacle in front of you meaning the obstacle that that other person may have are the details. And if you don't present the details to detailed people, they will oppose you left and right. So know your audience. Number two is know yourself. And I was kind of throwing it in there. You have to know your own preference and realize that as much as you think that you're amazing and your way is the only way and you're the most amazing person in this world, which you are, and so am I, right? You have to know that your your style and your your personality is just one of at least 16 personalities or maybe even hundreds of personalities. And if we're talking about the Enneagram and all of these things that I mention here a lot, there are at least nine types of people in this world. And you can go to different, as I said, a different tests and strengths finders and disc and and I forget this other one, the hex, hex, hexacon or something like that. But anyway, you have to know who you are. So here at least, I don't know, three types of people that I've noticed. There are those who are big picture people, myself included. There are those, as I said, that are very analytical. And so they need facts and figures. And remember, that's not a judgment on who they are. 
That's just simply who people are. Number three, there are those who are very carefree, meaning they just want to have fun. Number four, there are those who are challengers who are going to challenge you just because it's fun for them. Number five, there are those who are peacemakers that they just want everyone to get along. Okay. Uh, number six, there are those who are more of an artistic temperament who maybe don't really want to get into all this stuff. They just want to go and create something. And anyway, there are at least, as I said, nine of these types. And certainly if you get into the Myers-Briggs, there are a lot of different personality types, etc. But suffice it to say that you need to know yourself because, for example, when I lead with my vision and I lead with my passion and my inspiration, the people that normally get, get left behind are those who are not that way, who would like the inspiration, but maybe in, I don't know, six months to a year, they lose maybe heart or they lose their connection to you because you're not giving them enough of the details of the data. And so you don't have to be everything to everyone. But my point is know yourself. And that's uh, very important. Now, how do you then grow in maybe um, changing who you are or that kind of thing? Well, it's tough to change who we are. And each and each and every one of us is a gift from God, right? And you are a gift. So I, I'm not trying to change myself or to blame myself or whatever. Instead, I'm being more aware of, of my weaknesses, my strengths, who I am. And if I have to, as I said, make a report with dollars and cents and codes and IRS forms, which all those things which I detest. But if I have to do that to win the war and not lose the battle or vice versa, you know, to lose the battle but not, but not lose the war, then I will do it. So think about that. Who are you? Maybe you need to, to get somebody to help you with some of these things. But I, I'm a true believer in doing it yourself. You know, learn how to do those things that aren't, that aren't uh, natural to you. Perhaps it's the other way. You're a very detailed person, but you're not a, a visionary type. Well, the same thing. You don't have to be Obama or Martin Luther King Jr. to, to be a great leader. And, and obviously, I mean, thank goodness, right? We don't have to be like these amazing speakers and, 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 and people who inspire us. But what you can practice is to maybe write down a few thoughts and you just read them in front of people. Uh, you may want to maybe get some feedback from others and say, hey, when you hear me talk, what are the best moments for you? When do I connect with you? Is it when I give you a list? Is it when I go out and we go for a walk and we talk just kind of uh, informally? Get some feedback from people so that you know your sweet spot when it comes to vision or communication and then go with that. Number three, and I think this is really very important, is know your cost. So just to summarize again, number one, this is how to get to know or how to get what you want out of life. Number one is know your audience. Number two, know yourself. Number three is know your cost. I mean, if, if you don't know your cost, then you're going to just change your opinion on anything and people will walk all over you. You have to know what you believe in. And I know that many young people especially tell me that they don't know what they believe in. And so that's why I've begun to think of other ways to talk about this. You may not know what you like, but you probably know what you do not like. And so if you don't like, I don't know, fast food, then and you're more into vegan or into healthy eating, then maybe 
that's how you get to your cost is what you don't want maybe you don't like i don't know loud music and so you want to be more of a of a peaceful person so you know that you like peaceful music and when it comes to causes maybe you know that you don't like cruelty to animals or obviously to children so that might be another way for you to realize that you have a cause or a you're drawn to the cause of let's say animal rights or of or of peacemaking and so and obviously if you're in your 20s and you're listening to me you know the, the idea of finding your cause can be slow um I, I do obviously know a lot of people in their 20s quote millennials who who are into causes and they they will work in a homeless shelter or volunteer or they will want to help just someone at the street corner and give them a few bucks or maybe give them some food so i see that a lot of young people these days they they want to help and so they may not struggle with their costs it may just be a matter of maybe being verbal about it maybe you know your cost but you're doing it alone or maybe you're not playing well with others that's the thing that happens sometimes to people that have a cause is they don't know how to bring others along so know your cause because at the end of the day we do this for the sake of other people right i mean you have to kind of always check your heart and say you know why am i doing this what's behind this is this for me is this to help other people is it can it be for both well of course i mean meaning if you're trying to earn a living from your cause or or if you want to i don't know get some volunteer hours and and send that into your school or college i mean obviously there's got to be a win-win but know your cause and uh, most of all speak about your cause draw other people into your cause partner with other people I think that these days we have to collaborate because no one has all the money, all the people, all the time to do anything by ourselves. So collaborate, know your cost. And then the last one is sacrifice everything. Sacrifice it all. I mean, this is another huge lesson that I've been learning just uh, the last, I don't know, a few years, maybe the last 10 years, I guess. You know, I think that early in my life, early maybe in, in life, we think that I don't know. I, I know I used to think that things were just easy, that they would just naturally happen. I mean, the charisma, or maybe I'm a good speaker, I sing, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> as you can imagine, that's just not always the case. There are people that are not for me or for my causes. There are people that, as I said, that don't understand what I'm talking about or who just don't want to do what I'm talking about. All of that is just normal and it's okay. So you have to be willing to persevere and sacrifice everything. Even if you don't know that this is your one cost in life, even if you're in your 20s or in your 50s or 60s, you may think, well, do I really want to sacrifice for this? I have so many ideas. I have so many things that I could do. Well, that's where mentorship is really important. Maybe sit down with a friend or a mentor and say, hey, can you help me focus? I don't feel like I'm really winning at any one thing. I feel like I'm losing at 20 things. Can you help me focus so I can then sacrifice everything for this one thing? And even, as I said, if you're a younger person, you may, this sacrifice is, may not be forever. You know, my grandma would always say to me, no sacrifice is eternal. So don't worry about making a mistake or giving yourself to the wrong thing. 
if in three months, six months, a year or whatever, you realize that this is not your one cost, then move on to the next one until you find your way. But I think the issue of sacrifice or as the marketers call it, hustle and whatever else they call it, grind. I mean, you know, I'm really against all that, all that wording because it's mostly given to young people in their 20s that, I don't know, that really need to be sleeping more and need to be resting more and need to be actually meditating and thinking about their spiritual lives. Yes, work hard. Yes, get out there. I mean, if you, again, know yourself, if you're more of a lazy type and you don't really get out there and, and do much, uh, or it's been a year since you went out and got a job, then of course you have to push yourself. But I would say this idea of grind and hustle and not sleeping and the whole Gary Vaynerchuk thing of, of just, uh, I'm going to just be in the car tweeting and t at 4 a.m. and getting up to a, for a six o'clock meeting, you know, three hours away. That's ridiculous. I mean, we have to take care of our bodies. All that really matters. And, and the best thing you can do for your job, your school, your career is to take care of your body, your mind, your soul, your relationships, be a person of faith, go to church, Make sure that you're reading the Bible. Make sure that you're praying and connecting with God because you're not going to be able to do this without faith. You have to have that inner strength that comes from God, not just from yourself. But um, with all that said, at the end of the day, you have to be willing to sacrifice it all. I mean, there's this beautiful song that says you can have it all. I mean, and that's really what life and God and causes require is for you to give it all. And uh, there's um, there's uh, another verse in the Bible where Jesus says to his followers, if, if anybody wants to come and follow me, you have to do a few things. First, deny yourself. And what that means is you have to, wow, I mean, just make it about someone else. Second, you have to carry the cross. And that means all this stuff I'm talking about. You have to pay the price. You have to know your cost. You have to all these things. And then it says you have to follow me. Follow a person, follow Jesus, follow Christ, follow this, this divine power that is going to motivate you and give you the strength to, to do what you need to do. You can't do it without God. You can't do it without Jesus. You have to follow a person so that you can succeed and, and, and make your dreams come true. You know, I think for me, as always, I always like wrapping up with a vulnerable moment or just with kind of getting into my heart. I would say that this is an area where I am not very strong in. I often feel like I, I give in to other people's maybe causes or maybe I do things alone too many times. I would say other times I become upset instead of doing the analytical work, as I was saying. I think maybe my biggest area of growth in this area, in this whole topic, is to actually do the work. And to, and I don't mean go to work, I mean do the work. To actually call the city, to actually, I don't know, clean out a room and vacuum, vacuum the, the room to do the, the basically the mundane stuff that, that is required in order to push your vision forward or your love, as I like to call it, forward. And I would say maybe even deeper, if I'm really honest with myself, 
I sometimes I'm just afraid. I'm afraid to speak up. I'm afraid to fail if I say something and I say it too upset or if I or if I lie. I mean, I feel like my my chameleon, my INFJ and all these Enneagram 3 stuff, I often just say whatever people want me to say because I want harmony. I want to somehow be liked or really to not I don't think it's even that. I think it's, I don't want the conflict. It's really what it comes down to. I don't want the, the fight. And I've realized that if I'm not willing to fight for the right <laughs> to party, no, to, to do what I'm called to do, then I will never accomplish anything. Everything in life that I have that is beautiful, my marriage, our amazing children, um, I don't know, my body, I guess, when I was in shape, it came because I fought for it. I remember when I was in the best shape of my life in my late 30s, early 40s, I would I, I was eating so much tuna that I literally was worried that I was maybe, uh, that I had too much mercury in my body. <laughs> That's how focused I was. I was working out maybe three hours a day. I was 38, 39, almost 40. That's what it looks like. And I mean, the results showed it. And I wish I could still do that. Or I wish I would do that. And I'm not. But that's what it takes. When, when, when I built this house and, and had it remodeled and had a second story built. And wow, I went to the, every corner of the world to find the right people. To, uh, to get all the uh, cost, uh, you know, meeting all the lending stuff figured out, obviously working together with my wife. So I'm not saying that this was just me. It was my lovely wife and I working together with the grace of God. But my point is that I had to sacrifice everything. When we moved back from Colorado, as I've mentioned here before, we came back to nothing, no house, no jobs, nothing. We were sleeping literally in the garage, you could say, of my in-laws' house. I was sleeping outside. And uh, we stayed there for a while until we found our way. Every And now we feel like we are in our in our sweet zone. It, it's tough, of course, to be a leader for both my wife and I. And we have very stressful jobs, church and, and school. She's a vice principal at an elementary school. But anyway, with all of that said, it, the, it's worth it. But it's going to cost you. If you want to accomplish anything, you, you may want to have a relationship with a perfect guy. Well, it's going to cost you maybe you saying no to the wrong guy. You may want to have a, a house and, and buy your parents a house and be able to do something together with them. It's going to cost you everything to not go to parties or to not spend the money or to say no to yourself and you can so that you can say yes to your goals and to your parents or to your friends meaning to your family everything that is worth doing is going to cost you everything and, and i included the word everything in there because i think at least for me the trap that i fell into or i can easily fall back into is to say well if i just do 50 percent or 40 or 30 what can i get away with and still get my way that is loser mentality. I mean, that's just all I can say. And I speak from experience. It's just loser mentality. I don't mean that you're a loser, you know. I don't like that word either. But you know what I mean. Like, that's just a, a faulty th way of thinking. You have to give it all. And uh, don't fall into the analysis paralysis thing. 
don't, which is um, don't do what I do, which is doing so many things that you're not sacrificing at all for the one thing. Focus, focus, delete things from your phone, delete friendships, delete pro uh, projects, go to bed early, wake up uh, early and go work out and go to your job and get there on time and all of these things that are required in order to see our dreams come true. So in conclusion, how to get what you want out of life, four things, know your audience, know yourself, know your cause and sacrifice everything. I hope that these tips can help you. I hope that you can fulfill your dreams. I am with you. I believe in you. I love you. Let's do something great in this world. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to The David Trigg Show. Find the complete archive at davidtrigg.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week, we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning.